Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode 16. So today I'm going to be rounding off the last couple of weeks really. So we've been talking a lot about all the different ways that you can introduce new services into your business. Now hopefully this has given you some inspiration, some ideas of what you might like to do. But of course the thing is, one of the most important things is how we launch this new service into our business. So today I'm going to run through with you what I think are kind of the three main stages for launching a new service. Now this is something that I I really, really wish somebody had told me when I first started. The first time I ever tried to launch something, I basically did the complete opposite of everything I'm about to say to you. (laughs) I learned all these things, all these lessons the hard way. So yes, today I'm going to share with you some of my top tips that I found over the past few years that have actually really helped me to have much more successful launches than my first one. There are three parts to it really. The first part is the runway. What I mean by this is that when you've got an idea for a new service that you're creating, what I found and what I did in the past is I didn't make enough fuss about this new offer. In fact, I almost did the complete opposite. I didn't really talk about it. I was maybe a bit shy about it, a bit unsure about it potentially. So I coyly sort of snuck it into my marketing. And then of course, inevitably, hardly any people bought my original group classes that I was trying to sell because I hadn't marketed them enough. I hadn't talked about them. I hadn't really explained to everybody what the value was. And then, you know, kind of foolishly, I was then very disappointed when I didn't make any sales. But of course, looking back, it totally makes sense why I didn't because people didn't know who I was really. They didn't know what I could offer. They didn't know I could help how I could help their children. So this is something that we really want to avoid. And the way to do this is to start building interest in your product. So as soon as you start creating the service or coming up with the ideas, you should be telling people about it. Now, I don't mean sort of putting like formal announcements out there, but it could be as simple as like a social media post, just saying what you're working on today. It could be sending out an email to your mailing list saying, hey, I've had this idea. Would this be something you're interested in? Because this is also a really great way to start gradually building up waiting lists and things like this. Also, with in this trial period, I think it's a really good idea to maybe run taster sessions or trial runs just to kind of test the waters with your ideas and see if they're definitely going to work. Now, let's say, for example, you're planning on running group classes. What you could maybe do is like a one-off workshop and you could experiment with like, for example, different class size numbers. Because I know for lots of people, especially if you're moving from that one-to-one model to groups, it can be a bit intimidating to think about suddenly having more than one student on Zoom and, you know, what are the dynamics going to be like? How are the students going to interact with the work? Are you going to need to adapt your resources? All these sorts of things. So why not do a test run? Now, I would in an ideal world tell you to charge people for this. You could charge them even something as low as five, ten pounds if you really wanted to. It depends on how big your audience is and how used to how you sort of used to buying they are from you. Another thing you could do, though, is maybe do like even a free masterclass or something like that, because 
Remember, something like a masterclass is something you can repurpose as a bit of a lead magnet. So I've talked before about in email marketing how we use lead magnets to get people's email addresses. This can be all part of the sort of process or the journey that our customers might go through. So for example, they might come along to your free masterclass and get a bit of a taster for your teaching. Now, this is win-win because they get to experience your teaching, hopefully fall in love with you, decide they really want to work with you. And for you, the masterclass is also an opportunity for you to just try different things, experiment with maybe different teaching styles, different topics, all sorts of different areas. And this is then going to build up interest and get people on your waiting list for this new service that you're hoping to run. Also, during this runway period, it's really important to take this time to establish what makes you unique or what makes your service unique. Now, I know for a lot of people listening to this, we're educators, we're in sometimes I think what feels like quite a crowded, busy space with lots of people off offering very similar things. What you need to do is spend this time thinking about what's going to make you stand out, what's going to make you different from maybe some of your competitors in the space. Now remember, it doesn't need to be that you have this kind of crazy innovative way of teaching that no one's ever thought of before. (laughs) One of the things that's going to make you sort of stand out and be unique is actually you yourself, because especially if you're going to be the one who's delivering these services, so doing this teaching for example, people really want to know sort of who you are like what is your experience what results have you had what makes your lessons fun and engaging and interactive now I appreciate in this episode I've been talking a lot about sort of group classes and things like that but a lot of what we're talking about also still applies to if you're doing for example online courses or making resources um, especially for online courses because it's going to be very likely that you're creating sort of video material for it so even though it's maybe not necessarily live interactive there's still that element of sort of building up a rapport with people so again establishing sort of you and who you are and your uniqueness and why people should want to come and work with you that's really important okay so once you've completed sort of part one this runway building up this this runway period as well could take a couple of months potentially I would say give yourself about one to three months it depends how urgent it is what you're trying to release so for example if you're doing maybe like group classes you could easily get this set up and go within a couple of weeks really. The marketing would need to be relatively intense if you've got quite a small audience and sort of building up an audience and letting people know what you can offer but it's totally doable. On the flip side if you're thinking about maybe doing online courses there's going to be quite a bit more background work that probably goes into that. So you're going to have to get used to setting up your systems, getting used to all of the new technology, creating the content, recording the content, any editing that you need to do. So all of that's going to be a little bit more time consuming, but that's going to give you loads of time to start building up interest as well. As I mentioned earlier, you know, talking about what you're working on today, talking about how wonderful and excited you are about this course, all the benefits it's going to bring to people, essentially getting people excited and eager to buy it and start to experience it for themselves. The next part, so part two, is the actual launch itself. There are kind of two sides to this really, depending on what the services that you're offering. So If you're potentially offering something that's evergreen, so it means that people can sort of buy into it at any time, I still think it's worth having a soft launch, you could say, around it. So in many ways, it's not going to be, there's not going to be that sort of scarcity for people or time limitations that, you know, they have to sign up by a certain date, otherwise they're going to miss out. But that still doesn't mean that we should, as I mentioned earlier, just sort of gently put our product out there or service out there and, and not really tell too many people about it because we think, oh, well, they could buy it at any point. So 
so there doesn't need to be urgency now. We still want to build hype and interest around it. We still want to get lots of people buying in those first few days or first few weeks because that's also going to give you really invaluable and helpful feedback from those people that are trying it out. And then that is going to become a big part of your sort of continued marketing of those resources that you're selling or online courses. But on the other hand, if you're running something like a workshop or you're maybe setting up group classes with a start date, then we definitely want to do a bit more of an intensive launch that really tries to get bums on seats and gets people signed up by a certain date. So you're going to have to increase your marketing a lot around this period. And I would sort of aim to intensively do marketing for about 10 days or so, at least minimum, before the final deadline. So when I say increase your marketing, this means showing up more on social media, talking about this new service all over the place, sending more regular emails. So generally for me, I will send kind of at least one to two emails a week to my audience. But when I'm launching something, as it gets closer and closer to the date, I'm almost sending daily emails to people. And it's amazing, you know, when I first started, I thought, oh no, I can't do that. That's going to annoy people. They're going to unsubscribe. They're going to get sick of me. I'm going to lose all my audience. But it was surprising that even in these little launch phases, my unsubscribe rate still sat around that kind of normal 0.51%. I didn't see a huge increase in people sort of leaving my mailing list. And that's what comes from building up a good rapport with your audience, because actually, they're happy for you to market them, they're happy for you to sort of advertise and talk about your services. And what you'll find as well is that some people will be sat there ready and waiting to buy it, and they're just waiting for that green light from you. Other people will still sort of read your emails, be in interested in it but think maybe now's not quite the right time and others might actually come to you reach out to you and say actually you know maybe my child isn't the right age or this isn't the right service for us but what else can you offer so during this launch period you're going to find that you're not just selling this course or product you're probably going to have other almost indirect leads coming in from it as well which is great it's also really helpful during your launch periods to have some sort of bonus or maybe special offer in that time so there are so many different things that you could do here so for example if it's in your group classes you could have a sort of bonus workshop maybe for people who sign up by a certain time you could have um, maybe a resource booklet that you're going to be using during those those group classes so don't just make that something you know don't quietly make that in the background and not tell people about it talk about that as a bonus you know say that when you sign up for these classes you also get this huge resource pack full of revision material classwork homework all these sorts of different things and again if you're launching something like resources or an online course you could do so many different types of bonuses so you could have a bonus recorded masterclass or even do it as like a live masterclass for people maybe they could get like a bonus little extra part to the online course when they sign up by a certain point there are so many different things you can do but one thing I would say is make sure that this bonus or this special offer is easy for you to deliver so don't necessarily be saying things like you're going to have a one-to-one with every single person who signs up because all of a sudden that's going to be really time consuming. So the bonus has to be sort of exciting and high offer but also easy for you to deliver. And a really important thing as well during this launch period and we kind of touched on this a moment ago is remembering that people have different buying patterns. So let's say we're looking at like a 10 days of intensive marketing where you're really pushing it saying you know you have to sign up by this date we're starting on this date come and join us what I found and this happens time and time again every time I launch different service when I first put that first email out there or that first sort of 
bit of information on social media I get a little flurry of bookings and it's really exciting and I think yes I'm on track I'm going to hit my goals I'm going to fill out the classes then all of a sudden for a few days it goes really quiet and that's where the worry can start to kick in the anxieties the feelings of oh my goodness I'm not gonna fill up these spaces or people aren't interested anymore or you know everybody who wanted to sign up has signed up now there's no point in me marketing nobody else asking me any questions and in the past this would have been the point where I would have given up and sat back and not done any more marketing or not reached out to any more people but remember that everybody has slightly different buying patterns and not everybody is going to see every single piece of marketing or information that you put out there during those 10 days so what I found is the beginning is really busy sometimes it gets a little bit quieter in the middle there's maybe one or two people who sign up sort of off the back of a few extra emails that I send out you know giving more details about the the product or the service but finally one of the best days for sales is always a day or two before the final deadline so this is especially when you're sort of doing group classes workshops things like that or let's say you have a special bonus offer that an online course that expires on a certain day because so many people book things last minute. What I found from talking to to customers in the past is that they have spent that whole week looking at your marketing, listening to your marketing, hearing about your services, thinking, this is great, this is exactly what I need. But they just keep forgetting to book it and pay for it. And I don't know about you, but I am that person. I'm so last minute with things. I'll look at things for ages and think, yes, that's exactly what I want, exactly what I need. I'll sign up to it tonight. I'll pay for it tonight. Um, And there's just something time consuming about taking out our credit cards, debit cards and paying for things online. It's something we just a lot of us easily forget to do. So remember, your customers are the same. So by constantly marketing to them, you're also sending them little reminders as well and helping them not to forget about it. So don't feel too much like you're annoying people or nagging people, because also there's an element to consider that if those people are annoyed or if they're not going to buy from you, then do we necessarily want them in our audience anyway? Because the whole point of building up an audience is that there are people there that we want to help and that we want to serve and that we want them to sort of join in with our services and our products because we know how much benefit it's going to bring to them. And finally, part three. So this is to me the kind of review period. So after I've launched something new, I always put aside maybe a day, a couple of hours, one day, just to sit down and do a bit of a review of what works during the launch period and maybe what didn't. So I'll look at loads of different factors. I'll look at, first of all, the obvious one, how many people actually signed up to whatever it was, the service or the the product that I was selling. I'll look at maybe, for example, my emails. I'll look at the chain of emails that went out look at what the open rates were like look at what the click rates were like and the reason I'm doing all of this is because I want to see essentially what parts of my marketing was really effective like what seemed to help people make that final decision that yes this is what I want to sign up to and from that I will then take so say there's 10 emails I'll say five of them performed really well three of them had no clicks and two of them were sort of average and so from the emails that did really well of course these are then going to be used in my next launch period and the other five are there for me to tweak review and maybe look at how I can improve and same with social media I will look at patterns maybe like was there a certain day during that launch period where I had lots of sales what was I doing that day was it potentially the email that worked really well was I on social media did I maybe do a live video was there a particular post I did that seemed to get lots of traction 
So as I always say in online business, everything is a bit of an experiment and the landscape's always slightly changing depending on how we're marketing, what's popular at the moment, you know, a while ago, well, a few years ago, it used to be very much that everything was very image-based, like think about Instagram and things like that. It was very visual. Now we're kind of going into this world where it's very much video format. You know, we're really encouraged to do a lot of marketing via video. So this is the thing. Everything is tweaking and changing all the time. And ultimately, what the aim is for this is that we want to create a sort of launch pattern for ourselves that we can rinse and repeat. And it's going to make the whole process of bringing in new group classes, new workshops, new online courses, new new resources that we want to sell. It's going to make it so much easier for us in the future if we have a sort of format or a pattern that we know that we can follow, that we know is going to help us get results. Now, as a final note, I think one of the most challenging parts of launching isn't really all of the stuff that we've just talked about. A lot of the stuff we've just talked about is practical. You know, we can pre-plan it, we can create the content beforehand, we can schedule it all. You know, we don't even need to be there live on the day sending out the the posts, uh, the social media posts and the emails. That can all be done automatically in the background for us. I think one of the hardest parts of launching is the mindset side of it. So I want to give you a couple of tips and things that I've really learned over the past couple of years as well in terms of launching and just, yeah, reflections, I guess, on sort of where I know I went wrong in the past and how my mindset has changed today and why I'm so much more relaxed about launching new services in my business. So I think, first of all, as I kind of touched on just now, don't forget that a lot of this is an experiment. Like every step of the way in your business is a learning curve. Some things you will be really sure are going to work really well. And I'll be honest, they might flop and you might be a bit disappointed. But then on the flip side, there'll be other ideas you have that you think, ah, well, give it a go, see what happens. And all of a sudden it takes off. You know, I've had it as examples of this. I've had it where I've written, let's say, an email and I think this is great. I think my copy is great. I'm really confident with it. I feel like I'm really sure in what I'm saying. I know I can really help people. Send it off and I get crickets. And then the next day, I might do a small little post, really simple, maybe something just I've done off the top of my head. And all of a sudden, it's got traction, loads of people are engaging with it. I'm getting lots of inquiries coming through. So this is what I mean. I don't put too much emphasis on just one idea or one thing in my business, because I know, again, also that I'm not in control of these sort of different algorithms and things on social media. Now, I don't blame the algorithm. You know, if something flops or doesn't maybe go as well as I'd planned, I don't sit there and think, well, that's because, you know, social media and Facebook's against me. All they want me to do is pay for ads. Although cynic in me does slightly think that. However, I do know that one of the most important things is showing up, being consistent and just trying new things all the time. Another thing as well is don't set yourself up to fail with unrealistic goals. Now, I'm not saying obviously don't be really ambitious. Don't, you know, aim to have fill out your group classes and things like that. That is 100% achievable for you. But I think sometimes in this online space, it's really easy to compare and look at what everybody else is doing and I think especially when you start working for yourself we do definitely start to get bombarded with different adverts and things from people out there who are you know telling you how you can make £10,000 in 10 days or £100,000 in 30 days. <laughs> it, the list goes on. I've, I've said the numbers seem to get bigger and bigger the, the sort of more I go through my business. And that does get to you sometimes. And I think, you know, if you're not having these huge turnover launches, you can feel like you're, you're failing or that, you know, that the launch hasn't gone particularly well. So, 
I think what I always do in terms of setting goals is I have what's my minimum like what's the minimum amount of people I need to have for example signing up to my group classes or buying my online courses for me to see at least a return in the investment that I've put into this and to help me pay the bills and everything else and sort of have that basic standard of living that I want then I have my middle goal so this is a actually in an ideal world I think I could do that so for example if I was doing group classes my middle goal would be filling out all of the the spaces in there but then I would also have a stretch goal so I would also always have a backup plan and think okay what if maybe I get oversubscribed what if I fill up the places but there's still more people who want to come work with me so this is why in my diary I always have a bit of white space to play around with that I could potentially introduce a new service as well like a new group class with maybe a higher number of students or even just bring in a new group class full stop same with the online courses things like that you know again I have that kind of middle stretch goal of thinking you know this would be great because I would see a return on my investment and be making x profit and in fact to be making sort of you know double the profit or something like that it's all about having different goal points to reach towards not just having one fixed number and then if you don't reach it thinking well I failed you know not not that kind of glass half empty sort of thing of you're not recognizing all the things you've achieved anyway and finally as well I think something that's really important is to try and enjoy the process I think that so often you know these launches and things they can feel really stressful and really intense and don't get me wrong they they can be quite intense because you're showing up every day you're talking to lots of different people you're really kind of selling what it is that you have to offer but on the flip side you really want to try and find the enjoyment in this as well because you are offering something hopefully that you love and that you know can really help people and having that sort of positive mindset and that positive energy will really keep you motivated it'll help you to keep showing up every day also as well your audience will feed off your enthusiasm as well like if you're showing up and doing videos and talking about how excited you are about it and all the great feedback you've had so far and here's what's wonderful and here's why you can't wait to get started people will feed off that and they'll they'll be attracted to that and it'll make them want to come and work with you i hope that this episode has been helpful it's a little bit longer than my other episodes um but there's a lot to talk about with launching but as i say these are kind of the three steps that i've found have worked really well for me so quick recap is part one is always about the runway so this is the build up to the launch this is getting people interested in my product getting a bit of feedback from it just testing the waters to see does it work are people gonna get you know lots of benefit are they going to see results at the end of it part two is the launch itself this is the quite intensive period where you're really putting yourself out there telling the world how wonderful your service is and how you can't wait to start working with them or can't wait for them to buy the course and start benefiting from all the results um all the content that's in there and then finally the review period this is where you take a deep breath maybe hide for a day or two just have time to yourself to sort of come back down to earth (laughs) and just reflect on what's worked well what's not worked well what you want to change and tweak for next time but the whole thing though is the mindset side of it you know having faith in yourself having faith in your product showing up keeping that determination not sort of falling at hurdles trusting the process you know trusting the process taking it all the way through to the end um, and treating it as an experiment like don't put too much pressure on yourself with it all okay so I hope you found today's episode really helpful um if you are listening to this and thinking okay yep launching is something I'd be interested in doing but I'm still not 100% sure what extra 
things I want to bring into my business. Don't forget that I do have a free ebook that you can download and I'll pop a link in the show notes for you. This ebook is all about how you can make more money in your business and all the different types of services that you can introduce and include. I highly recommend having a read of it. It talks about sort of everything I've covered in the recent podcast episodes as well. There are little checklists in there to tell you what you need to sort of introduce these different services. If you want more support with this or more ideas as well, you're more than welcome to come and join my free Facebook community group where I'm live in there every week talking about all sorts of things like this and sharing tips and support. So thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. For more information and support from today's episode, head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.